You know, some people believe that worship should be done in a, in a drabby, dreary, dark attitude and just a morose, funeral-like service. Is that true worship? We're going to be studying the Bible. Let's study together here in Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, this is Inverse. My name is Justin Kim, and we are studying the topic of the Sabbath. Not the doctrine of the Sabbath, not the theology of the Sabbath, but the experience of the Sabbath that every believer of Jesus Christ should be experiencing. And in the studio, we have Jonathan and Kelly and Sebastian. I want to say hello to them. Hello. Hello, hello. And Greetings. we want to welcome you on the show as well. Before we get started, we want to ask you to go to inversebible.org and download the Bible study guide and look at the title of uh, Reflections on Sabbath. That's the one. And you want to get into episode, what episode are we 12. on? Episode 12. 12. And we're almost done with this quarter. By quarter, we mean 13 week segment on this topic. Uh, we've covered a lot of things about Sabbath, and we're going to today talk about worship. And there are a lot of worship services, and I don't know if you've been to some that are like funeral services, yeah, mm. that are dark and dreary, and you don't say anything, and everyone's crying. And is that what God had in mind for worship? We're going to go to Psalms 92, which is the Sabbath Psalm, and it talks about Sabbath being a day of delight. So let's go to Psalms 92. We'll have a word of prayer by Callie, and we'll get into it. All right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for the joy that it is to study your word together. Uh, thank you for giving us Psalm 92, and thank you for the things that you've put in there for us. Hmm. I ask that as we study, you would illuminate our minds and our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. Help us to see what you want us to see, and I pray that you would give us a delight in the Sabbath. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Sebastian, I want to ask you, what is one thing that you've, a new thing you've learned about the Sabbath this entire quarter? And by the way, we want to encourage you to go to hopetv.org slash inverse and catch up on the last 11 <laughs> episodes on the topic of Sabbath. Uh, but we're going to ask Sebastian as you reflect on the last 11, namely the ones that you've been on, yes. uh, what's something that you <laughs> have learned anew? anew? I think um, two things I've learned anew this quarter has been one, the element of stewardship mm. and connecting the Sabbath to stewardship and mm. to social justice and equities in the world. Mm. Oh, the Jubilee episode. Absolutely. On, on Leviticus, Leviticus 25. 25. Yeah, that was a yeah. good episode. It was awesome, very, very awesome. insightful. Awesome. Check it out. You don't want to. Very convicting. Yep. You know, and then I think the also really exploring the Sabbath in terms of dependence mm. and this sort of reminder. I think that's something that really helped me to understand how you keep the Sabbath outside of the seventh day. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times we, we know that the other commandments you can break seven days a week, but we never think about the Sabbath in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, and so that one really helped me to see that I may not, it may not be the Sabbath day, but I'm that's violating true. the principle. Sebastian, that's so interesting. I never thought about the fourth commandment as being like one of those commandments where you can keep se six seventh less <laughs> than the other commandments. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. pretty, I don't know that my math works out. One seventh? Anyway, just a it's not a discount uh, commandment. <laughs> we of got seven. you. It's, it's all seven days. Ten percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's go read the Bible. We're going to go to Psalms 92, uh, verses 1 and onwards. Jonathan, if you mm -hmm. can read, please. For sure. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. 
on an instrument of ten strings on a lute and on the harp with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works! Your thoughts are very deep. Okay, we'll end right there, Jonathan. Yeah. And I want to ask you, why is it that, um, why are there services that are so negative, so mm. so gloomy, so morose, so so funeral-esque? We, and, and what's funny is the words are all positive. It's like, hey, let us worship the Lord in the celebration of all of His goodness. <laughs> and all of his but it gets very down. Yeah. Uh, why are the two associated with I, each other? And then you also have the other extreme where people mm -hmm. are so happy, they have their hands up, and we're talking about, talking about you know, it's a... And some a dancing some, and rolling and Yeah, the and then it's like a funeral <laughs> okay. service, and like, my sins, and like, we, we rejoice in my sins. And what's the, so, it's, so you have the expression yeah. of worship, and then we have the theology of worship, and they should match up, yeah. right, mm -hmm. in terms of music tone and what da da da. We can talk about that, but sometimes right. they don't. And why? Why, why is that? Why is that the distance, Kelly? Well, I think one thing is, and I'm sure everybody else at the table could explain the history better than me, mm. but we have come to identify solemnity with holiness. Mm. And so if the day is holy, that means we have to be really solemn. Mm. And so we say, let us come into the Lord's presence mm. with mm. happiness. We're mm -hmm. like, there's no happiness. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, why, why so is true. that? Are we, are I we mean, comfortable with solemnity? I'm just going to jump in. Sorry, Sebastian. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> uh, no, I think there's, there's so many reasons. You have cultural aspects. You have historical aspects that fall in. You have... Uh, philosophical aspects, this idea of, you know, that emotions are bad mm -hmm. yeah. and that only the rational is good. Um, and then you have an overemphasis of emotions as a response to that over mm -hmm. history, you know, over time. We don't want to be like, like oh, oh, no, but you, you obviously like this, so we have to go the other way. Uh, when there is a balance, as you said, it has to align, you know, if, if something is joyful, we can be joyful. Emotions are not bad. Emotions are part of our, our existence. Mm -hmm. mm. But um, it is when the dissonance is taking place that mm. we have a problem. And what are we doing when we do that? We teach every, the next generation a false understanding of reality, really, and a yeah. false understanding of the picture of God, which I think is where it focuses on. What is your picture of God? Mm -hmm. Is God just a stern judge? Or is He also the loving, happy Savior? Mm -hmm. uh, which is it's interesting, you know, I'm sure many of our viewers are aware of this uh, this Christian show, uh, The Chosen, on you know, on the life of Jesus, and they have had an incredible response because people, many people, for the first time, are seeing a real Jesus who who can be serious but also can you know joke with the children and and be funny, mm -hmm. and and people are resonating with that because it's for for some for the first time they're seeing whoa, Jesus is not just this you know serious man. Uh, he's, he, he is, he's a real human being, uh, even though he's God, and connects with us. So I'm kind of w wandering off here from the topic, but it, it, <laughs> I think it, it, it points to the fact that we have been quite misguided throughout history, and finding the right balance mm -hmm. really, in my understanding, in my, uh, you know, comes from the study of the Word of God and sanctification. I think the Holy Spirit will lead us to a harmony where where you know our expression harmonizes with the content of what we are saying. Jonathan, I think you're, you're a good point, and we'll get to yeah. you, Sebastian, and I'm going to jump in here as well, just so we're preparing uh, the, the right time for you to come. Uh, you're good. That that your connect, connection with Jesus is, yeah. is a key thing. 
uh, we don't connect with God. Yeah. And so we know we have to, there's this concept of holiness and reverence and we don't know what that is. Mm. And so because we don't connect with God, that we just replace it with some lenity, some, some lenity, some solemnity, graveness, yeah. because <laughs> it's just a lot easier, right? So let's yep. just be super serious and let's not connect with God. But as long as we t pretend to be serious for an hour, we've done our duty, right? Yeah. Or the other extreme is we, we like you said, we want to connect with God so much, but we're when we connect with God and see Him in His holiness, yes. there will be moments of happiness, joy, but there will also be moments of mourning mm -hmm. and moments of, of solemnity as yes. well, right? Mm -hmm. But depending on what the Word of God says and our reaction to that, it's a living, uh, uh, what, is, what is this word? Dynamic. Uh, dynamic. Dynamic. <laughs> I love that experience. Word. <laughs> yeah. But we don't want that. We just want the tradition and the, the custom of, let me just do uh, sit here for one hour and, and, and tolerate whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Sebastian, we're, we prepped you up and now you have the most profound thought right now. But sure, no pressure. <laughs> I, I believe that a, a big part of this comes from the sense of awe, right? When we talk about reverence, yes. we're talking about the concept that we're approaching God with this, He is God, right? The bigness of God, the mightiness of God, the... The high, he's the high and holy one. Yes. But yet he dwells with us holy, you know, beings down here on earth. And he inhabits the praises of his people. So it's like he's humbling himself to be a part of it. I think that it's great to have a great conception of God and yes. to inspire reverence. But to me, the word reverence has come to mean solemn and melancholic. Mm. Where it's just like, you know, we have to send these funeral, dying, dead songs in order to communicate solemnity and we understand whose presence we are in rather than the reverence and awe that comes with the greatness of a person, right? Mm -hmm. I remember meeting one of my favorite preachers for the first time, uh, C.D. Brooks, and the first, I had to go pick him up to bring him to a conference and I remember meeting him for the very first time and thinking of all the sermons I've heard him preach and like his voice and everything and finally when I'm in his presence, I'm just like overwhelmed, like I have nothing to say. <laughs> hey and all of a sudden you're quiet and you're not doing these things, not because of reverence, like, oh, you know, you know, none of that. It's just more the awe, you're overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I think somehow that gets geeking mistranslated. Out. Absolutely, you're geeking <laughs> out, that's legitimately so. So you're, we can do the same thing with God, right? Yeah. And eventually you, you can pass that down. Traditionally, people mm -hmm. see their parents, they see someone before them, it's like, yeah, they're always quiet and this is how you come to church, but in reality, they had a sense of the awe and the spirit behind it. Mm -hmm. And this is where sometimes the, the disconnect could it, could it be that they haven't seen the awe to begin with? So they just yes. don't know what to, to do. So they're just, you know, like, I don't know what everyone's, what's the big deal here, but let me just kind of sit here. Follow yeah. suit. Right, right, right. And, right. As a, and as a convert, I definitely understand yeah. that. And this is where your point about the word of God becomes central. We have set up traditions and we look to what people did before us, what our mentors did before us, mm. what our parents did before us, rather than what the Word of God says occasion-wise. Yeah. So here when you look in our scripture, yes, let's get you know, into it. It, yes. it tells you, it says in verse 2, mm. to declare your loving kindness in the morning mm. and your faithfulness every night, mm. verse 3, on an instrument of there ten strings, <laughs> on the lute, on the harp with harmonious sound. For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. Mm. So in many ways, as a convert, when I think about the things that Jesus brought me through, mm -hmm. those words weren't just words of a hymn that we always sing every week when it says we're marching to Zion. Mm -hmm. All of that, that song reminded me as a soldier, I used to march. 
-hmm. right? We have to march everywhere we go. And if you're not marching, they say you're a mob, right? (laughs) Stop mobbing it, right? You need to march. (laughs) And so it's like orderly in this thing where it's like we're going slowly but surely in order and in sync and in harmony. And we're singing songs while we're marching. But it's because we're heading to this destination. We're focused. Mm -hmm. And this particular experience, as he's describing here, we sometimes for whatever reason, disconnect these elements of joy and expressions from being in the presence of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Is there an extreme that we can get into? So then we, ex- we experience the awe and the joy and delight, and we just come out when we're geeking out in front of God. The, is there also is there an extreme we can get? What's the, what's, what are some dangers to avoid? Mm-hmm. We'll cover that when we come back after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Welcome back. We're looking at Sabbath as a day of delight. Delight. And what does that look like? What does awe look like? What does worship look like? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sebastian, what, what, what are some dangers that, that, that God has? Well, what are some safeguards that God has put so that we get into the dangers? And we'll go Callie afterwards. Well, just one quick safeguard is when you look in the Old Testament and you think about the story of Uzzah, right? Mm-hmm. Him touching the ark in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Mm-hmm. You recognize that, yes, we want to have joy and praise and all those things, but there also needs to be a maintaining of respect. Mm -hmm. And my kids and I, we go through this a lot. And my wife will often, when I'm playing around with my kids and we're talking and it gets to a line, my wife will say, he's still your papa, right? You don't speak to him this way. Even though we know you're joking, we know that you have no intent to disrespect, but you don't ever want to normalize this type of way of speaking to your Mm -hmm. father. Mm -hmm. And so she does not allow that. Even if it's just jabbing back and forth, it's like, there's a line. Mm-hmm. And in the same sense with God, yes, we want to say, oh, yeah, it's all about joy and expression. But we easily shift the focus from Jesus to ourselves mm. when it's about how expressing what we feel mm. rather than worship is for him. Mm-hmm. And so I think yeah. there there becomes a parameter there. Mm-hmm. If I'm just add to that real okay. quick, <laughs> I, I like interrupting on this episode. So. <laughs> it's, <all good>. um, <laughs> um, it's a happy day. It is a happy day. I'm rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. Um, but we have to, uh, and uh, what you're saying is, is crucial. When we show, focus the shift from, from God, who it's all about, mm-hmm. to ourselves. Yep. And this is where I see the danger in a lot of the contemporary uh, worship styles. I'm not, I'm not condemning everything here, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I've seen that the emphasis is often on the personal emotional experience that I have. And again, I'm not against emotion. I think there is a place for it if it connects with the lyrics and you know whatever it is yeah. uh, or, or whatever content you're presenting. Uh, but if it's all about how it makes me feel, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm trying to produce a feeling inside of me by, you know, seeing a certain way or, or, yeah. or you know, expressing myself in a certain way, instead of um, letting God, you know, my experience with God produce that feeling uh, and then music or whatever expression it is, is an expression of that experience with God. So yes. it's not a, I, I'm, I'm inducing this into it's me. It's the fruit, not it the is, roots. Exactly. Yes. So I think this is a very powerful principle that can help us in, in when we think about how do we want to express our worship. And I think it is important for all of us here and our viewers to think about, is the way I express myself in worship, whether it's private or in church, is, does it align 
with the principles of scriptures. Mm -hmm. uh, are there, should we maybe shift, should we think about some things here and maybe have a, a reformation, you know, in our own life in that way? Amen. Uh, instead of just looking at, you know, whatever this person says or this person says, what does scripture say? Um, for me personally, that has, has been freeing because I've realized, wow, there were certain ways from my faith, you know, upbringing and tradition where I'm coming from, that were more the, the gloomy and the, you know, the <laughs> reverence and then you don't, you don't, you know, you don't express emotions. Mm -hmm. Where I, I've 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 opened up in a way to wow it is okay to you know rejoice in the Lord and to tell Him and to say it out loud you know uh, and you can even lift your hands in prayer and it's not weird uh, it's, in the Bible. it's in the Bible right uh, you know it's those kind of things and because we are human beings we are allowed to express ourselves um, you know according to Scripture and and that has I, it has just been really freeing for me but important is the shift. The focus has to be on God, not on how it makes me feel. Amen. 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 Yeah. Kelly. So I want to talk a little bit about traditions mm. um, because I think a lot of why we do certain things are because of traditions. Mm. And I watch out, watch I out. love traditions, mm. first of all. <laughs> My husband teases me because if I enjoy something, I'll be like, we, I really enjoyed that walk on Tuesday afternoon. We should go for a walk every Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> it should be, he's like, okay, we know. <laughs> so it's, I'm the I, same way. <laughs> I love traditions. I love totally rituals. Resonate. I love them. But the thing is, the, the power of traditions doesn't come from the tradition themselves, mm -hmm. but it comes from the meaning behind it. Amen. And so if you're doing something just because you're doing it, you're not doing it. Mm. You're not actually fulfilling the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. So it's okay for like, I'm all for consistency. I'm all for rituals and traditions. But if somebody challenges you on it, it's like, hey, Justin, I think we shouldn't do this. And Justin's only response is, but that's how we've always done it. Mm -hmm. That is a very, very... Bad dumb reason. reason. Oh, <laughs> unbiblical. Calf, calf path. Yeah, like there's that's not a good enough reason to do those things. So mm -hmm. we can have our traditions, we can have our rituals, we can have the things that we regularly do. Yeah. Even God Himself has given us things that have no mean of themselves, like baptism. Right? There's nothing magical about the water, yeah. but what comes is the meaning behind it. Mm -hmm. So God has given those things, but we need to understand them lest we become like the Pharisees mm -hmm. and we say, this is what's so powerful. It's the blood of the goats, mm -hmm. but it's not. Jesus' blood is what matters. Mm -hmm. And so it becomes a salvific issue because we make it into one. Mm -hmm. um, and so we need, to, we need to make sure that our traditions are being held, even if somebody likes to worship in a way that is quieter or a slower tempo, they should do it because that actually elevates their thoughts and hearts to God, mm -hmm. not because they're like, well, this is just the way we do it. Mm -hmm. mm. uh, there's power in, uh, just to piggyback, there's power in traditions. The great yeah. irony is yeah. that traditions tra traverse time, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what my grandparents did, it, it's passed on to my parents, passed on to me. And so God uses traditions totally to convey the meaning behind of things. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a point, there's a principle or whatnot. Yep. But the irony is that, you know, this this tradition travels through time and then the meaning is lost and mm -hmm. all we have is this carrier of an empty vessel. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, I don't know why we do it. There's but nothing we just, in here. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then we pass that on to the next generation. Oh, well. pass it on. <laughs> but that passing on is an opportunity given us on a formal level is like, mm. hey, I have this cup. It's been given to me by whatever, whatever. The meaning behind it is and then that meaning is what provides the, yeah. the juice yep. and the, 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 the veggie meat there. Well, I, I want to go to uh, Hebrew, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. No other gods before me. 
Uh, and so we see that this we see this element in in in, in worship. Mm -hmm. Jonathan was mentioning that there are different worship styles out there. That rather than having an encounter with God, and according to what Psalm 92 says about glorifying God's works, we need an intellectual stimulation. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. We go to church to learn something. It's not to talk to God, communicate God, or to praise God for His works. I just need to learn something. Mm -hmm. yep. There is an element of learning in Sabbath, but or, or worship, <laughs> but that's all really we're there for. It's a classroom. There's others that we I go for an em emotional stimulation, mm -hmm. right? Is there is an emotional component to worship? Of course there is. Mm -hmm. But I go there, and it can be synthetically uh, or artificially constructed yeah. through music. Yeah. Whereas in Psalms 92, it is a natural out. Expression. Growth of your expression yeah. of your thanks to God. Yep. And there's others who go to church because of the social stimulation. And mm. is there a social stimulation? There's a component. Yes, there is. <laughs> but they go. And so these are all really elements of idolatry, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Not idolatry in the other gods and the Zeuses and the, mm -hmm. the, the, the Horgmachs of God, whatever they are. I don't know what <laughs> God's names are. But it's really <laughs> us. Right? Mm -hmm. And whatever compartment yeah. of us, you're an extrovert, so you're there for the social reason. You're an intellectual, you're there for the intellectual stimulation. You're there because you have a hard day of uh, emotion, whatever whatever it is. Yep. You're, it's idol worship in a different, mm -hmm. in, a, in a contemporary sense. Mm -hmm. yep. So when, let's go back to Psalms 92. What are other elements that we see? We talked about music, we talked about um, glorifying God for His works, we talked about the hands-off component, mm -hmm. that there is reverence. Yep. Um, what are other components that we keep uh, that help Sabbath be a day of delight? Yeah, uh, verse 4 it says, For you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. Mm -hmm. I will triumph in, triumph in the, the works of your hands. So, mm -hmm. the, the joy of the Sabbath is the, the um, understanding, the experience, the recognition of the fact that God has been with me throughout the week. God has blessed me in this and this way throughout the week. The Sabbath gives a great opportunity to reflect upon the week, mm. um, not just thinking about where I've failed, but also to see where has God come through in a powerful way mm. and, and rejoicing in that, celebrating that, sharing that. We, we don't do that enough. Um, in fact, the, the most profound moments in, whether it's in a youth group setting or church setting, to me personally, have been, there have been profound sermons, no question about it, but testimonies always trump. Mm -hmm. that I, I love testimonies yeah. and hearing the stories of God has worked in people's lives and, and you can rejoice with them. And then, of course, as you share, others are blessed by that as well. So the Sabbath should be a day where we highlight God's work in our lives throughout the week uh, and, and give Him opportunity, give opportunity for that, you know, for God to inhabit the praises of His people. Yeah, we, we, we had a worship service once where we eliminated the sermon, yeah. had testimonies. Mm -hmm. And it was an awesome experience. Yeah. We reflected through the whole year. I think it was actually during Thanksgiving time. And even members who were who used to be part of the church, they mm -hmm. came in with a video during the pandemic. People would all and then people are live people. Other people gave testimony through music. They're mm -hmm. singing their experience through music. Yes. Others are through prayer. And it was just a wonderful experience. But even in that context, there are some people that said. But how come we didn't have a sermon? How right. come we've always had a sermon? We always will have a sermon. <laughs> so this is where the, yeah. the, the, that we need to forgive them. We need to have patience yes. and then have that, have that spaciousness of, of uh, out there. But the point is God. The point is Psalms, what 92 is getting at, mm -hmm. not the structure of things out there. And then I, I love the testimony mm -hmm. is the greatest expression of God glorifying, glorifying God in, in your own life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another aspect of the Sabbath that makes it uh, a delight mm. is the, the 
the putting away of certain activities and certain tasks mm. so that we can enjoy something else. Mm. And growing up, you know, the Sabbath was the worst uh, because it's just when you can't do anything you want. Mm -hmm. You like go to watch something, like, no, it's the Sabbath. Mm. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. Like, so I can uh, <laughs> stare at the wall. Yes. But, you know, as I've grown this in the Lord. It's a beautiful Lord, wall. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I'm still learning to enjoy the Sabbath because productivity makes me feel good. Mm. And getting my work done as a software engineer makes me feel good. And cooking all this food and going grocery shopping, those things, like I really enjoy being busy. Mm -hmm. And so, but the Lord has asked, he has commanded that we set a lot of these things aside on the Sabbath. And initially, even to this day, that's hard for me because that's what I thrive on. Mm. Um, and I like to be distracted by those things. Mm -hmm. But instead of seeing all these things as a bunch of negations and you can't do, it's I want you to set this aside for the sake of this. It's not taking away and leaving you with empty hands. It's mm -hmm. I'm taking that out to put something else there. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you that we often don't have a lot of time for during the week, like prolonged meditation on the word of God mm -hmm. and spending time with our family. And yes, even taking naps, resting our bodies. Like those are things that we actually need sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so mm. if we if we see the Sabbath as a bunch of do nots, and you shouldn't do those things because that's for sure breaking the Sabbath. That's probably breaking the Sabbath. If that's the Sabbath experience, then yeah, it's going to be pretty awful. Mm -hmm. But if instead we say, okay, why did God ask me to not do those things? Mm -hmm. It wasn't to make you stare at a wall. It was to give you something better in that time and to give you something that will actually bless you, encourage you, and inspire you for the rest of the week to come. Mm -hmm. And if we see the Sabbath that way and we allow the Holy Spirit to open our minds to all the things He's giving us on the Sabbath, I believe it can be much more a day of delight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. I want to read from Isaiah 58 to yeah. conclude here, verse 13 and 14. This is a familiar verse to many Sabbath keepers here. <laughs> verse 13, If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath from doing your own pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Then you will delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken mm -hmm. it. Uh, I want to really encourage you to, uh, I would say from my experience, is that I cannot make Sabbath a delight on my own. Mm -hmm. I have to ask the Lord to do that for me, but I need to choose that for uh, myself. And I ask the Lord, Lord, I can't do it myself. Help me to make it a delight. And the Lord has done it in my life. It's my continual prayer, and hopefully it's for all of yours. Mm -hmm. We wish you a wonderful Sabbath worship experience every seventh day of the week. And we want to encourage you to keep continuing study the experience on the Sabbath in the Inverse Bible Study Guides. We want to say thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next week as we continue our, uh, actually we have, we have our last episode on the Sabbath. So you don't want to miss that. God bless you all. You've been listening to Inverse.
a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.